Learning any new song on guitar can feel daunting. There's so much. And then once you learn that song and want to start another one, you have to start all over again, right? Wrong. It's actually wrong. Any song that you want to learn can be boiled down to five guitar skills. And when you focus on these five guitar skills, learning any new song becomes easier and easier and easier. They pretty much start falling under your fingers. On today's show, I'm going to show you how to highlight these five guitar skills in any song that you want to learn. Hey, TAC family, this is episode 274 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I will be delivering to you some acoustic news you can use, which includes a literal cargo truck full of new music, a musical action figure that had me crying tears of laughter that had me laughing so hard I was crying, you get the idea, and much, much more. Plus, we're going to visit the mythical land of Tenar Kippy to see a guitar signal from one of our very own Acoustic Tuesday viewers. But first, please go ahead and grab your guitar. I want to show you how to break down any song into the five essential guitar skills. So these five guitar skills, what exactly are they? Well, I'm going to go ahead and define each one for you, and then we're going to see how they lay out in the song Sweet Home Alabama. It's a song that we all know and that we all love. Maybe. Anyways, uh, the five guitar skills are as follows. Number one, technique. What are you doing so that you can play the song? Do you use a flat pick? Do you use your fingers? Do you use pull-offs, hammer-ons? Those are all in the technique category. Next, guitar licks. This is a memorable phrase from a song. Nearly every single song 99.9% .9 of songs have some sort of lick in them. Think um, the Beatles, Dear Prudence. So I'm sitting here editing the show and I play this riff that I said was Dear Prudence and it's actually Dig a Pony. Sorry, Beatles fans. Think uh, rock and roll hoochie coo. Think um, over the hills and far away. Right? Every song has some sort of memorable little chunk that falls under the classification of guitar lick. Next, improvisation. So the third skill, improvisation. Any song that has a guitar solo uses improvisation. Any song that you play with a friend and you want to take a solo, has improvisation involved within it. The fourth guitar skill, rhythm guitar. How do you play the chords? Is it a simple strum? Is it a more complicated strumming pattern? Is it a finger picking pattern? All falls under the classification of rhythm guitar. And then finally, the fifth guitar skill, chord transitions. How do you get from one chord to the next? Is it simply changing? Or is there something interesting like a bass walk that leads you from one chord to the next? So those are the five guitar skills. Again, very quickly, technique, guitar licks, improvisation, rhythm guitar, and chord transitions. So how do these lay out in the song Sweet Home Alabama? First, technique. Well, we're going to be using our flat pick for Sweet Home Alabama, and there's some string skipping involved and some general accuracy, especially in that main theme. 
some string skipping, general kind of flat pick rules, the golden rule of flat picking down, up, down on the down beats, up on the up beats. Those are the techniques we'll be dealing with. Next, guitar lick. There are a lot of different guitar licks in this song, but the one I wanna focus on is the really cool single string G run. It's not a G run in the bluegrass sense, but it's in the key of G and it's on a single string. Let me go ahead and show you how that guitar lick sounds. So it comes off of this main theme. It's just a cool lick, it sounds awesome. All right, that's just one of the many, but again, it's one of the essential guitar skills, and boom, there it is in Sweet Home Alabama. Next, improvisation. Now, Sweet Home Alabama has a guitar solo in it. And yes, you can learn it note for note. And that's really cool, don't get me wrong. But if you're hanging out with your buddies on the weekend, maybe drinking a beer, playing the song, you might wanna do your own guitar solo. And that's where improvisation comes in. You're gonna to wanna to play a G major scale or maybe a G pentatonic minor scale over the chord progression. That would work great. Let me give you an example. In fact, we'll pick up right where that guitar lick left off. We're gonna use the single G string and play the scale on that. That'd be a great starting spot for any improvisation or any solo that you wanna do. You can even turn that into a, a G blues scale or a G pentatonic scale. That would work great over that chord progression as well. So we've checked improvisation off of our list. Next, rhythm guitar. How do you actually play the chords? Well, in this case, there's some interesting single string thing happening. That's one way that you could play the chords, but let's even back it up a little bit more. Let's say somebody else is playing a solo, you don't wanna step on their toes, so the rhythm guitar approach would just be strumming these chords, kind of hitting the bass note and then fleshing out the chord, like this. beyond that, if these chords are new to you, you could just do single strums. So that's the rhythm guitar aspect. And then finally, chord transitions. How are you getting from one chord to the next? This could be as simple as changing chords like I just did. getting those chords under your fingers, moving from one to the next, or you could use that single string thing, which in a way is facilitating a chord transition. Again, that sounds like this. Right, or you could just do simple bass notes and then walk into the G chord. bluegrassified it, but you get the idea. Changing from one chord to the next, that's that final guitar skill. Now again, I'm just gonna repeat these five essential guitar skills. Technique, guitar licks, improvisation, rhythm guitar, and chord transitions. Any song you want to learn, 
can be compartmentalized into these five categories. It makes approaching the song that much easier. It makes getting it under your fingers that much easier. Instead of taking all of this on at once, you can isolate each skill, work on it, and then when you go to the song, things just start to come together. And this is why every Acoustic Tuesday, I share with you what the TAC family is working on. And I say on Monday, they work on a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, uh, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Each week, the TAC family is working on these five essential guitar skills. And I've heard it time and time again from TAC family members saying, hey, yeah, my guitar routine is based around these five skills. And now when I go and learn a song, it just kind of starts happening. Things start to fall under my fingers far easier than they did before because their routine is based around these five categories. The more you focus on these five categories, the easier learning new songs becomes. It's one of those things where you have to trust the process. The more you invest in this process, the more you invest in your routine being centered around these five skills, the easier learning songs will become. It's just the way that it works. It's very much a trust the process moment. So with that, I have a question for you. TAC family, have you seen this manifest in your own guitar journey, in your own guitar routine? If so, tell us about it in the comments below. And for those of you who maybe this is a new concept to, let me know what song you're gonna plan on working on with this five essential guitar skills approach. Okay, now I gotta get things ready for acoustic news you can use and I'll get back to the desk. It's time for your first dose of acoustic news you can use. And holy smokes, get ready to head to the record store. Get ready to pre-order albums because wow, 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 have I got some dandies to tell you about. First up on my list is Rob Ikes and Trey Hensley are releasing a brand new album on February 10th. You can pre-order it right now. It's entitled Living in a Song. And I am so excited for this album. You know, back, uh, well, about two years ago now, on my 38th birthday, I actually had Rob and Trey come play a show for me and about, uh, I would say, 35 of, of my dear friends. It was kind of a nice private show, and it was so cool. And they played a song during that performance that I hadn't heard before, and it struck me to my core. It was one of the most beautiful—I'm getting— I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. It was one of the most beautiful songs I had ever heard. One of the most well-written songs and well-sung songs and well-played songs, for that matter, that I have ever heard. And I hadn't heard it since. And then they released a track off of this album, and that was the track. And holy smokes, I can't wait for you to hear it if you have not already. The track is entitled, matching the album name, Living in a Song. Again, this album is out February 10th. And now let's go ahead and listen to the title track again, Living in a Song. I look in the mirror. I don't know who is standing there. All these lines on my face. Like rain out of these six strings, leaning on the low note, 
too high to sing. Running hard with a soul that's scarred, wondering what went wrong. Chasing down my only dream, living in a song. Another new album is headed your way in just a very short three days. On January 20th, the album Further On, The Songs of Billy Conway will be released. And uh, Jeffrey Foucault made a post on Billy's birthday, what would have been Billy's 66th birthday, uh, announcing this album. And he just described it in such a way that, well, you have to hear it. Now, after I read this post, we'll go ahead and listen to the song he references in it. But first, you have to hear the post because... It's beautifully written. Billy Conway would have been 66 today, friends. A year ago, we stood around his bed at midnight and sang him happy birthday, and he looked around at his people and said, oh man, can you imagine a better birthday? And goddammit, he meant it. That was Bill all day, grateful, humble, and full of wonder. He died the next day, and I miss him so much it hurts. I'm not alone. In honor of his birthday, today we're announcing the release of Further On, The Songs of Billy Conway, a collection of the songs Bill wrote over the course of his life. From old four-track cassette demos in the 1980s to new songs he wrote, recorded on his phone, and sent to his friends like postcards between worlds when he knew he was dying, sung and played by a handful of his comrades and bandmates. It's not out officially until January 20th, but you can pre-order today on Bandcamp and listen to the first cut, my version of the song, Love Ain't Around. With Jeremy Moses Curtis on bass, Jeff Berlin playing Bill's own drum kit, Alex McCullough on electric guitar, Eric Haywood on steel, Morphine's Dana Colley on berry sax, Russ Gershon on alto, and Tom Halter on trumpet. And send the link around to your people, I hope you will. It's a beautiful record with a pile of great singers, musicians, and engineers working together, and Bill's mind and spirit shine through it end to end. Absolutely, again, beautifully written. Let's go ahead and listen to that song Jeffrey referenced in the post. It happened so fast, my heart skipped a beat. Breaking like glass, it shakes me from sleep, and I wake up by the sitting These are the facts. This is the news. I just had a nightmare. I knew would come true. Oh, love ain't around. Love ain't around when you're gone. To close out your first dose of acoustic news you can use, I've got a wonderful quote from Tony Rice. You know, as guitar players, oftentimes we imitate our heroes. And that's, that's okay. It's, it's really okay. It's, it's a necessary piece of learning the guitar. It's a necessary piece of exploring the guitar and finding your own voice. And this quote from Tony Rice references finding your own voice and how refreshing and inspiring it is to see and hear a musician who has their own voice. Here's what Tony had to say. You ain't going to create it by doing it the way I do it, because I already beat you to it. What I would like to see more of out of, out of aspiring musicians or artists in general is give that to me. Give me your heart. Give me your soul. Show me the uniqueness of yourself. 
How do you do this? How do you make this chord? What's the tone you have coming out of this right here? And I just thought that was, well, it was refreshing to hear and read. I think a lot of times we, I'm speaking for myself here, but I suspect other guitar players have this hesitancy to fully trust ourselves and our voice, wondering if it's right or maybe even good enough. And I think Tony hit the nail on the head here. He says, give me your heart. There's no good enough when it comes to expressing emotion, when it comes to sharing your thoughts, opinions, and wearing your heart on your sleeve, especially in the form of songs. So I thought that was awesome. And, and a great way to close out our first dose of acoustic news you can use. Now, coming up, we're gonna head to, um, we're gonna head to um, Memphis Tenar Kippy. Now, um, I am geographically challenged. And I have to tell you, when I first read the description of this guitar signal, I read Tenar Kippy and I was wondering to myself, where the hell is that? I've, I've never heard of that place. And then, and then, quick-witted Tony here uh, realized it was Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Anyways, I'm learning new things every single day. Um, this guitar still comes from Furry Jones, again, uh, from Memphis, Tenar Kippy. Fun fact, I'm headed to Memphis here in uh, February. Going to go see uh, Coulter Wall and Vincent Neal Emerson. Whitney got us tickets for Valentine's Day. What a delightful uh, present. Anyways, that's, that's totally besides the point. Uh, here is Furry Jones and his guitar snow. Here's what he's got. Uh, guess I'm a sure-fired guitar geek now, he says. Been a TAC fan member for, uh, for three going on four years now. Been playing all my life, but after a 20-year hiatus to raise a family, I found TAC, rekindled my passion, and, get, and got back into the game on a daily basis. On the wall, left to right, a 2018 Martin Backpacker, a 1965 Gretsch banjo, which was made in Arkansas, a circa 1920s Stella banjo a 2005 Fender Mexican Strat, a 1974 Guild D40, an unknown origin fiddle, a 1985 Aria D40, a, uh, which was rebadged as a Laguna by Kirk Sand, a 1960s Giannini baritone uke. The front row, left to right, we've got a 1936 Kalamazoo KG-11. I read this and my mouth was watering then. It is watering now. He says it was recently purchased after an Acoustic Tuesday episode highlighting the best Gibson guitars countdown. Well, I'm glad I aided in that uh, gear acquisition for certain. That is a hell of a guitar. Uh, next up, a 2002 Martin OMC LJ, another great Martin, a 1948 Gibson J45. My father bought this one new, and I learned on it, and I learned on it since I was 10. A 2019 Martin HD28, a 2021 Gibson L00 original, and in my hands, a 2017 Martin 0017 1931 Authentic. Thank you, Tack, for re-energizing my passion and jump-starting my guitar routine. I love every daily minute. Uh, JJ, how cool is that? What a great guitar signal. Awesome stories behind the guitars and just, um, just a delight to see, a delight to read about. And, and very clearly, I will never become an auctioneer because anytime I start to increase my speed of reading, the wheels come off. The wheels come off. I'm pretty good at kids' books, though, uh, but certainly not uh, when it comes to stats and guitar songs. I got to slow down and let everything sink in. Anyways, if you're sitting there thinking, I got, I got guitars. 
I got cool stories about these guitars. I would like a guitar snow shirt, and I kind of want to take my picture with all my guitars. Uh, please do so. I would love to feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Everything you need to submit your guitar snow picture is located in the description below. There's a link to get a guitar snow shirt. There's a link to submit your guitar snow picture after you take it, and voila, I'll feature you on an upcoming episode of Acoustic Tuesday. And speaking of acoustic guitars, guitar snows, and well, playing guitar, that's the whole idea behind Acoustic Tuesday, go ahead and grab your guitar and let's see what the TAC family is working on today, every single week. Within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates between what? The five essential guitar skills, the ones that I told you about at the very beginning of this episode. And Tuesday is Guitar Lick Day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, and here's the guitar lick that the TAC family is working on. Your Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Sweet Spot. In fact, all the challenges this week within TAC revolve around what I consider the sweet spot of the guitar neck in the key of G. Let me go ahead and show you where that is. I'm not gonna play the lick quite yet, but I just want you to see what I refer to as the sweet spot, and I think you'll very quickly see why I call it the sweet spot. Here's just a quick little example. I just absolutely love that spot on the guitar neck. And I just feel like it brings out this, this wonderful nuance in your guitar. And it's just a, I don't know, it, it, it feels almost cliche, but in the best possible way. So now that you know where the sweet spot is, let me show you the lick entitled Sweet Spot so you can kind of hear what it sounds like. It has one specific purpose, which I'll share with you here in just a little bit. Here's how it sounds. Kind of a bizarre lick. I mean, how do you actually use this? As I mentioned, it has one specific purpose, and I wanna show that to you here in just a bit. But first, for those of you wanting to learn this note for note, TAC fam, please go ahead and sign in. This is your daily challenge. Once you log in, click Start Challenge, boom, you'll go right to the teaching video, and then after that, once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and then go ahead and click that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab alongside the video so you can see what you're doing, see how it's written and, and hear how it sounds, and kind of have those two things right there. It's a real one-two punch of getting this lick under your fingers. Okay, how exactly do you use this? Well, the one, specific, uh, the one specific area where you would use it is if you find yourself playing a guitar solo, moving up the neck to you know, the sweet spot or kind of this, this seventh to 10th fret area and wondering how the hell do I get back to playing rhythm guitar after I found myself way up here? It's a nice transition that leads the listener back down the guitar neck. It also leads your fretting hand back down the guitar neck. But instead of abruptly going from something up here and having that kind of almost choppy and, and very abrupt change from this beautiful up the neck position to your standard chords, this is a way to lead the listener back down the neck and, and kind of organically segue into strumming rhythm. Let me show you an example. What I'm gonna do is play you know, the tail end of a quote unquote solo and then use this lick to go back into strumming a G chord. Here's how that would sound. So as I mentioned, you could 
use this lick at the tail end of a solo in the key of G to bring the listener back down to playing general rhythm, right? It's a, it's a, it's a way to lead the listener's ear to kind of where you're going next as a guitar player. It's a pretty fun lick. It takes a while to get it under your fingers and kind of place it in a song, but once you do, I think you'll lean on this one quite a bit because it's fun to play and it's really quite useful. Okay, before we get back to the show, I wanna talk about the 10 minute rule. I, I say it all the time on the Acoustic Tuesday show, 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And so often I hear 10 minutes a day is not gonna make me a good guitar player. I beg to differ. It will make you a good guitar player. 10 minutes a day is all you need. And you might even be sitting there right now shaking your head like 10 minutes a day is all I need. I don't know. See, the thing is, is all too often guitar players, and I'm guilty of this too, we set our sights on an hour of guitar playing. Whereas sometimes our schedule might not allow for that to happen. So what, what happens then? Well, we skip it altogether. Instead of getting some guitar playing in, we get no guitar playing in. I would much rather you sit down for 10 minutes, and at the end of those 10 minutes, maybe you have to run to the store, maybe, maybe your schedule doesn't allow for any further guitar playing at least you got some guitar playing in. That's a win. Conversely, if you sit down for 10 minutes and you end up playing for an hour, that's also a win. So with the 10 minute rule, what you're doing is placing yourself in a win-win scenario where you get guitar playing in regardless. You probably have a 10 minute window in your schedule somewhere where you can sit down and play the guitar. If you play for 10 minutes, it's a win. If you play for longer than 10 minutes, it's a win. Go ahead and try it next time you sit down and play. Think to yourself, okay, I'm gonna get a minimum of 10 minutes in. If that's all I get in, I celebrate. If I get more guitar playing in, I celebrate that as well. It's time for your second dose of acoustic news you can use, and what do I have for you? A whole boatload more of new music. Boatload, cargo truck, a whole cargo fleet. I don't know, there's a lot of new music coming out and I'm excited to share it with you. First up is Adrian Ballou. He just released a new single uh, back on December 9th uh, of last year, kind of cool to say that. Um, and the, the, the song is called Groove Pursuit. Adrian Ballou is one of my favorite modern percussive fingerstyle guitar players. He has a knack for, well, doing just what the song title implies. He has this wonderful groove and the songs almost have this energetic pulse to them, even the slower songs. And I gotta tell you, one of the things that grabbed me by my ear about this song is whatever reverb they used on the guitar. There's a, 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 a breakdown in the middle of the song. Maybe I'll call it a breakdown, I don't know. The song the, dynamically comes down and there's a couple of, of pauses where you hear the reverb tail the reverb is lush, it's beautiful. I don't know what it is, but it's, it is the one. It's the one for this song, and it might be the one for all acoustic guitars. I don't know what it is. Adrian, if you're watching, uh, go ahead and let us know, if you can, uh, what reverb you were, you were using out of curiosity, selfishly out of uh, curiosity. Anyways, now that I've talked up the song, let's go ahead and listen to it. This is Groove Pursuit by Adrian Ballou, and I believe this is going to be off of an upcoming album to be released. I don't know, I don't know. Little Birdie told me, maybe. I've, I, I won't say anything. Anyways, here's the song, Groove Pursuit.
Just when you thought there couldn't be any more new music to listen to, there is. Well, there's, there's always new music to listen to. It doesn't have to be newly released. It could just quite simply be new to you. This album that I'm gonna tell you about was released on November 11th, 2022, and it's by Sam Bush, Mandolin Extraordinaire. However, on this album, he plays all of the instruments, which I thought was exceptionally cool. What's the title of the album? It's a tribute to John Hartford. The true title of the album is entitled, the true title of the album is entitled, Wow, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You know, I played hockey last night and somebody fell into my head. I think things got rattled. I think things got rattled loose a little bit um, because holy smokes, can't read, can't speak. I should probably just go to bed and start over today. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do after this episode. The album is entitled Radio John, Songs of John Hartford. Again, it's by Sam Bush. He plays all the instruments. It's a delight to listen to. It's awesome for John Hartford fans. It's awesome for Sam Bush fans. It's just an awesome album with some great, great songs. One of my favorites is on it called In Tall Buildings. And here is Sam Bush playing that song. Now when I'm retired, my life is my Made all my payments, it's time to go home And wonder what happened betwixt and between When I went to work in tall buildings So it's goodbye to the sunshine, goodbye to the dew And goodbye to the flowers and goodbye I've already fully come off the rails, so I may as well keep it going. Uh, I'm into dorky stuff. I like toys, okay? I like toys, I like action figures. I think they're cool. I've liked them since I was a kid. I'm almost 40 and I still like them. I'm not ashamed of it. I like action figures, what can I say? So I follow this account on Instagram, Death by Toys. And they make some um, one-off action figures that are kind of, well, they're, they're just funny. Some are, um, some are um, pretty raunchy. Some are semi-raunchy. This one I, I had to mention on the show because it is, is, uh, it's, it's on the musical avenue. Jewel released her first album. I believe her first album, I believe it was her first album, entitled Pieces of You. Well, Death by Toys created an action figure of uh, Jewel, Pieces of You. And it's basically just a bunch of dismembered parts. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't know. I think they auctioned this off for some benefit or something like that. But um, yeah, like I said, we're off the we're off the rails. We may as well keep going. Uh, and on those uh, dismembered notes. <laughs> Go back to bed, Tone. I think it's time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's indeed take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, I'll entitle next week's episode, The Humidity Episode. Yes, your guitar and humidity have a relationship. Sometimes it's volatile, sometimes it's, it's beautiful. But next week on the show, we're gonna talk about humidity what can happen when your guitars dry out, how to prevent that, and some humidification options for you. 
So yes, it's, it'll be a tour day force of humidity next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. And remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And one more thing before I let you go for today. Please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you for coming with me on this journey today. It has been a roller coaster ride of um, verbal skills and critical thinking skills, and I'm, I'm gonna go take a nap. So thank you for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, be nice, and play guitar.